0: So this week we're talking to Sam Bishop and Sam is, and I don't know what you'd exactly call Sam, a community activist, a community activator, someone who initiates things, he has ideas and he he's just a doer. He's someone who just gets things done.
1: Now, Sam is a friend of both of ours for many of years through many different things, which is a real testament to the amount he actually does. And I first met him at a yoga gathering and I remember being immediately struck by a guy who... To be honest, I felt brought out the best in people and just thrived on the nourishment of community. And while our paths have crossed many times over the years through various things, through festivals, gatherings of different sorts, what I really admire the most is just the way he can bring out that best in the people. And as you said, Jack, just getting the job done in a beautiful way, no matter what.
0: And I really admired him for that. And I think Street Feast, which is one of the things that he does, is a huge testament because without Sam's dedication to persisting and keeping it going each year, wouldn't have it where it is today. So I'm not going to say much about it because Sam explains it much better himself. But the one thing I will say is from our point of view as a podcast about food production and about neighbour food and the work that we do with different food producers, food is nothing if you're sitting at home eating it on your own. Sharing food and conviviality is just as important as the food on your plate.
1: And as a little note to this, as we don't dwell on it too much over the conversation, the date for Street Feast 2022 is June 26th, so it's one for your diary. But this is an annual event, so if you miss it this time around, keep an eye out for it next year. And to be honest, as we say in the chat anyway, it can happen at any time. So, without further ado, here's Sam Bishop, founder of Street Feast, to tell us what it's all about.
2: Street Feast is uh, an absolute headache. No, it's um <laughs> Give us the good stuff, Sam. We wasn't expecting that one, but uh okay. <laughs> I know, I, I, I um I, I uh, Street Feast basically is um the national day of street parties and community celebrations. Mm. So really it's about um inviting um residents from across the country to come together to share food. Um, with their neighbors really and um, that's kind of what uh, it in a nutshell uh, we ask people to come out onto their road their footpath their um cul-de-sac um and bring a dish and it's a potluck um and it, it happens um once a year um on the same day so i suppose it's an energy there's a crescendo of um thousands of people across the country doing the same action with their neighbors um sounds kind of mad but it's uh it's also in some ways we've been doing it for years and i suppose we're just trying to rediscover that culture of sharing food together
0: yeah and have you got it and the, some of the statistics off the top of your head like how many people have hosted a street feast for example or how many street feasts have have happened since you guys started
2: i think um i think when i did a i i always count by by year so like um, okay. for example over the last few years um there's been um at least one thousand two hundred street feasts have happened um, each year.
1: Wow. So So um,
2: with an average of ninety two people per feast, wow. um, some are some are tiny, which is beautiful. Some are pretty big, and people um, go wild. Um, but with ninety two people on average per feast, you're talking at least over one hundred and ten thousand people taking part across the country. So it's it's a wow. um, it feels like you know when you look at a street feast, you're like, oh, that's lovely. But when you kind of uh, multiply, multiply. It, yeah. Um you kind of realize that well it, those other street fees don't really matter to other people because actually what matters is the pe- people right in front of you uh, and yeah. who live beside you uh, and i think that's a really powerful thing it's like there's no money involved uh there's no kind of barriers it's just like hey let's let's uh share a sandwich let's let's get the barbecue on community yeah, coming together and, and... having the
1: chat and meeting your
2: neighbors that's basically it isn't it yeah that's pretty yeah. good. is that is that the podcast over are we uh, Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That we're done we're in the gap.
1: <laughs> you can go on oh, now. No, there's definitely a bit more to this. Like, How, how did you actually start this? Like, Because I, I guess the idea of a potluck is not new, but like, tell us your story of how you did your first street feast and then how did that kind of develop into this national day of feasting?
2: Yeah, I suppose like with, with all kind of very simple things, it, there is a bit of complexity to it and there's a story behind it. Um yeah. And for street feast um it was a project that we we actually ran it it was it was kind of a weird one it was we we basically were part of this um youth activism collective um okay. and so we were trying to and it was actually around environmentalism so we were looking at ways that um how can we uh, reduce our environmental impact our carbon emissions mm-hmm. this is 10 years ago this is back in 2010 okay. um how do we do this at a community level? Because there was okay. other youth groups who were looking at it from a kind of individual level, which we've been you know, uh, doing for years. And then there's been, there was other youth groups who were looking at it from a kind of corporate level. And mm-hmm. we were at the community, we were like tasked with how do you um, reduce carbon emissions, environmental impact at a community level. And so we started looking at, well, what was the greatest impact uh, on carbon in Ireland? Uh, what is our greatest footprint? And uh, food was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um and so we were like, okay, so how do we do that in a fun way? How do we um, tackle this um, in a fun way? How do we do it in an inclusive way? And that's when we started lo- looking at kind of, well, could food be the kind of the, the uniter? Um, yeah. And then could it be also the activator to other things? Um, mm. And so we decided we'd, we'd run, um, we'd trial a, just people come together over some food, a street feast, basically, hit, we yeah. uh, coined it. Um, tried out that um, in one um in my village it uh, seemed to go pretty well um we realized actually that people were more interested in talking about kind of uh inclusion and tackling loneliness mm-hmm. than they were about talking about carbon emissions and mm-hmm. environmentalism mm-hmm. so we were we even though the the root kind of um of it was around reducing environmental impact, environmental impact the message really uh was about um how um like Connect with your neighbor, um, celebrate on your street, um, build connection. Um, this is a great way of starting other things. You know. So okay. what we found when people were when people came to street feast, we started talking about what else could happen. Yeah. So we found. Um, Was that a of, surprise
1: to you actually that kind of people were more interested in that kind of neighborhood connection rather than the environmental
2: things. Um. Uh, I think it was, it was an easier sell for me. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. people were like, yeah, party, great. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> like you're talking with Irish people here who like, um, are kind of keen to party generally, but also keen to kind of just um, chat. Um, don't want to be forced into a community meeting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and right. yet they'll sort things out over a chat and they won't commit to anything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're you're kind of, um, you're trying to do something which is very informal, um very kind of uh like should we do this um oh that sounds a bit weird yeah but they're doing it down the road so like it's not that weird is it is that is that kind of um that's part of the the beauty of running um i suppose uh, a national day is that people go right well it's happening right across the country so um it can't be that mad do you know so, like, yeah. if you're knocking on someone's door and you're saying here listen will we do it on our road then um, people will be like well I suppose if it's it can't be that harmful if it can't be that bad if other if like a thousand other people are doing it
0: yeah and, and i'm gonna tell you because actually both jolene and i have hosted street feasts jolene's was official mine wasn't and the reason <laughs> was was that it wasn't the right time of year right but it was the perfect solution to our problem so we had an issue on the street that we were living on the issue was uh, to do with, it. I think the council were coming up to do a little bit of work, and we had kind of had to coordinate on deciding about what we wanted them to do because there was a bit of an area that needed to be cleared. But also, we had had some issues with a little bit of crime on the street. And the idea was we wanted to bring everybody together. So as you had just explained there, there was talks of community meeting. Mm-hmm. There was talks of committee and this kind of thing. And of course, you have some great people who who, who give their time and, and, and offer to that kind of thing. But it, it's never going to capture everybody. Mm-hmm. So I used the Street Feast model. I think it was in September. I actually remember it was in September. And... Whoa, it was so much more effective was than a community Was this in
1: Italy meeting. now, Jack, that
0: this happened? No, 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 this was in Ireland. Just This okay. was actually two months before I emigrated. Okay. So, which was a bit bad because I pulled everyone together with this great energy. I had bunting. I mean, like I had my Rocket Man set up. So I had loads of fold-out tables and chairs. I had loads of crockery. I did everything, so yeah, made yeah, it really yeah. official. <laughs> and like brought everybody together and there was this great... And it really worked. Like it is just a perfect application for a community to be proactive and just get over that barrier, which... I think everybody can agree with, which is that how often do we just know our neighbours so well to see and so little to speak to? Like, it's just so common that you're like, hey, how's it going? How how are you doing? You know, like, don't know their name, don't know anything about them, but say hi to them every two days for 10 years. You know, um. so we did it and we used it and it got everything done and and everybody got really much, much closer together and we sorted out all the problems. So that that's my experience of Street Feast, which, as I mentioned, was an unofficial one. So you can add an extra 40 people to your statistics there from <laughs> earlier. Sam. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person who said I missed that now in June. So I'm going to slam we're going to mash it together for July. You know, like that. Yeah, the model is is created. And I would really advise if anyone's listening to this to consider it outside of just the 26th of June as a really good way if you need to pull people together about an issue or, or even just about a celebration, you know?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Jo- Jolene, what about yours? Um, oh my God. You've we had few. We had so much crack with Street Feasts over the years. So we hosted um, Street Feasts in Crosshaven, which is where I live. And um, yeah, we did it on the particular... Day, whatever day that was during the year, and you know, to be honest, I just put it out as a Facebook event, and so many people just literally lashed onto it because even though they all live in this village, they don't really know each other. Do you know? Like they're mm. seeing each other, they're passing, and um, but it just takes somebody to kind of like spark that enthusiasm, and they will come. It's like bees to honey, really, isn't it? And when there's food and drink involved, like that's it they're (laughs) there but no it was great like for us you know i mean there was just this amazing kind of showcasing of talent like a sharing of skills there was lots of musicians we had the ukuleles there was like i know you gave chalk one year sam in the packs there was like um kids drawing nice little art on the ground people just exchanging kind of ideas even for recipes like even discovering um different cultures within your community people turning up with different stuff i mean a big surprise for people and people can really engage like over um over food so i thought it mm. an absolute cracking idea and a brilliant brilliant thing to do with your community
0: brilliant yeah and how, how many time how many years did you do it
1: i'm not too sure i suppose what do we do four three or four some do you think i
2: don't know Yeah, i reckon it felt like four years at least yeah um, yeah yeah
1: because i remember like yeah. the first time that I had heard of it was when we did um, that pop up one back in twenty fourteen in Cork. That was mm. a launch with, it, and that was the Cork Food Policy, and That's great. you had those that, that gang involved. That was a really nice event as well, actually. And we had uh, that pop up street feast down um, on the Grand Parade. You were at that too, yeah. Jack, weren't you?
2: I was. Yeah, that was. Uh, I. It's been. It's actually been really successful in Cork. Uh, no yeah. surprise there. And you know, like, um, it really is the, um such a capital of food, I suppose, because people just really get it, um, both from a food side of things and, and also from a kind of connection. Hmm. Um, what, the difference, I suppose, between the two of your feasts, I suppose, is that um, Jack sounds a bit smaller. It was like a, a bit more intimate, whereas like, Julian you've you've kind of ran basically a a town festival almost well
1: I think that just kind of happened of its own accord you see I happen to live right in the middle of the middle of the village so like outside Mm. in the street was the square as such and when I put it Mm. up as a Facebook event like literally just people gravitated towards us people started volunteering um quite unexpected but then do you know when you kind of do something you kind of set a precedent and then people are looking forward Mm. to it already next year
2: yeah, it there's did, also it did another point to
1: make
0: here now, big which big is that Jolene <laughs> is brilliant at PR and happens to be the local publican. So like...
2: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring I, that up. I mean, it's not competition, guys, okay? The, the, um...
0: I'm, I'm, I'm never doing it again now. <laughs>
2: well,
1: actually, I was like, going, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> because like, it did take a, a fair bit of organisation as it got bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that is one thing. And I, I think that... That's something to say for people who might be thinking about hosting one. It absolutely doesn't need to be a town festival at all. Nah. I mean, like yeah. throw a table outside yeah. your door and invite the neighbours. And that's basically how easy it is really,
2: isn't it? Absolutely. I, well, a,
0: good, a good way to, to, to say this, though, in terms of numbers and experience of doing it. My, mine was particular because we, we were a cul-de-sac. Mm. So there was actually a finite, a limited number of people that we wanted to come. And I reckon 85 percent. Of the cul-de-sac came, wow! You know that's amazing, and 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 there was a lot. There was a lot of quite elderly people there as well. We are in the city center. I think the city center tends to have some of those kind of little small terraced houses that people have lived in for sixty years. You know, um. So we had, we had that kind of gang coming there. So there was there was really. I'd, I'd yeah. say anyone who didn't come was just not available. Yeah, do you know that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so how does it work, Sam? From the point of view of like, if you wanted to do a street feast in your park in your street in your little community yeah. or in your town if you want to run uh, you know a, a, a secondary electric picnic style event like um jolene did <laughs> so so it's generally kicked off by an individual so one person
2: basically kind of kicks it off what do they do yeah yeah and just to finish on that point around the scale like uh, we really try and encourage people to keep it small mm. um and 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 that's mainly because you get that feeling then of there's this really special, I don't, I can't really describe the feeling, but maybe Jack, you can later on like this feeling that you get, which you don't really get at other events um, where you are kind of eye to eye contact with Mm. people around you who live beside you, who you've never really spent time with. Mm. You're not there to become friends, but you're, it's a different type of interaction Mm. and it's a unique one. I feel uh, the interaction that you have when you get neighbors together. Um, but to come back to your question, um generally people will hear about it off a friend or they might see an advert or they'll they'll kind of see maybe um some kind of promotion about it. And je- what we do is we offer up free street fees packs which include mm-hmm. like kind of the the basics to get you started. So that would be like posters, invites, um some like kind of food labels and uh and then bunting as well. So bunting is a key key element, mm. uh, both Priority to decorate time. your street, but also as an incentive to get you mm. to decorate your street. So um, yeah, but those kinds of really simple things uh, are pretty useful. Um, and so we offer up a free pack and so people can register on the website and you know, that kind of thing. And so we basically um, then dispatch, send out these packs to, to everyone who registers, who wants, a, who wants the pack. Um, they get that through the letterbox. Um, generally, what we suggest is that um, it's best to maybe get two other people to yeah. kind of buy into it um, mm-hmm. initially, just to kind of start planning and start brainstorming and going, okay, uh-huh. so uh, how do we want this to be? Um, is the 26th of June, for example, which is Street Peace Day, is that the re- best day for us to do it? Because it can be any day. Um, yeah. What are, like, who, who should we get on board next? Um, and uh, how do we, like, who, who do you think, who would have a table that they could bring out? Who would have some, maybe a gazebo? Yeah. Do you know, uh, I'm sure, you know, there's always a gazebo on on a. Colli- yeah. On and, and someone has a big
0: barbecue that they might lend into it. And someone else has yeah. tables and chairs or, you know, it, it's definitely like you kind of pick your your army of, of contributors. Yes. Yeah. There's always often, some well equipped.
2: Often what I find is that um, there's generally someone who maybe is a natural leader on the estate. Uh, let's say it's an estate, but they're not the per- maybe whoever wants to run a street feast, they might not know that leader or that person who's maybe been there longest. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you've almost got to broach it with the person who is the natural, those natural leaders in the community initially. Mm-hmm. That helps to kind of get buy-in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, you've got all sorts of different community groups out there. Um, it's been interesting in Ireland recently because there's been a lot of movement. You know, over COVID, mm. uh, a lot of people may maybe e- either left the city or moved back home or move back to um, a place they used to live in um, yeah. or realize that they didn't have to basically live where they worked. So they could just move anywhere potentially where it's cheaper. And so mm. um, what you've got is you've got lots of people who um, moved somewhere new, but actually weren't allowed to gather. Mm. So there's this kind of energy now yeah. building yeah. around. Well, like now, like now's the time I've always wanted to meet my neighbors, but actually um, should I do that? Or should I wait for someone else to do that? Yeah. And I would always argue that. Well, listen, you've really. I, I would argue that every like. There's a lot of people. If you're thinking that, um, y- you guys should get together as a neighbors, then there's probably a bunch of other neighbors who are also thinking that. So yeah. it's not a crazy idea. Just you got to make the first step and knock on someone's door. Yeah,
1: mm. and tell me, mm. is there nice. a way I, that I story can... story I
0: really want to tell you? Um, and I'm terrified, but I'm sure she doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm going to say it anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> there was there was there was one woman on our street who just was you know. Not the nicest person she she was the biggest complainer, and she had lots of things to say about everyone. She said them in in a, in a particularly bad way. And, um, you know, she had notably more problems with me, um because my van took up two parking spaces and I did, I I have never had a car. So it was, was always using my van as a car to drive home. So that wasn't very, very, you know, she didn't like that. She would comment on how ugly it was outside her house. Anyway, me and and everybody else, I think we're getting a good earful an an earful from this particular woman. She was by far the star of the day. Of our street place. Oh, really? Why? She was warm. She brought these amazing baked things that she said she hasn't baked in years. Now, she was quite elderly. She was in her 70s, but full of full of energy. And she she learned everybody's name. She remembered everybody's name afterwards. So for the weeks and months following it, every time you'd see her, she'd know your name. And there was not one more complaint ever again.
1: Oh my god, fantastic. Wow. Well done. Do you know that's, that's it? That, and on, a honestly, she was it brings the star. out the best of people, Complete
0: it? game changer. She was the genuine star of the day. There were loads of other people who I just said hi to. I, I got to learn their names, got to have a chat. We didn't form friendships afterwards, but at least we were able to say their names afterwards, you know? Yeah. But with this particular lady, yeah, she she became everyone's friend.
1: Wow, what a game changer.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that story. Um
0: You uh, must get a lot of these stories, no?
2: Um, you're pretty good at telling them, I think. Um, but I think that there is this, uh, there's a certain transformation there that you've just, um, talked about, uh, which Mm. can, can really change your experience of living somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but
0: like we got like the council came up and they they cleaned all the stuff. And then there was another guy on the street who said, like, you know, I'm a am an architect who works in the city council. So I can actually have a look at some of the stuff because we had this issue with this crime. It was a cul-de-sac, but there was there was a few bit, bits of vandalism that had happened. Yeah. And he got some of the signage changed and it actually did start resolving the issue. There weren't as many people driving up because the cul-de-sac sign was better, you know. And he joined in and, and, and helped him with that kind of mm. side of it. And then the area that was causing a little bit of a problem where kind of teenagers were using to, to, yeah, to maybe, yeah. you know, whatever um, it's called, so anti type carry-on, um, was think cleared can, out. And, me, and, and so it was like I very much ours was, was like a proactive, let's sort out these problems. And I really think it just, mm. it just worked. You know?
2: Brilliant. Like, I think that, um, like, uh, in some ways, uh, your, your street fee sounds really, really special and also, um, a really big success, um, I suppose what I... I'm sorry, uh, it's, I it's, keep dropping. It's risky dropping. to go into planning a street feast and expecting, let's say, yeah, yeah to sure. be, be all and end all. And I wouldn't want to like uh, pull the wool over people's eyes that sometimes it doesn't go that way and that sometimes it can be tricky. Um, I had a... Uh, uh, oh, here's
0: the goss now. <laughs> I,
2: I had a, I tried to run a street feast a few years ago and it was um, uh, quite funny because um, the, my my neighbor, she, she was... Um, you know, I, I, she was pretty, um, kind of, uh, friendly, uh, older lady. Um, and she, we had like a kind of a, a low railing, you know, like a knee high railing between our, our driveways, uh, like a short driveway. And I was like, we were in a terrace of like eight houses. I said, listen, why do we have a street piece? Just the eight houses. Do you know we were renting? So we weren't there that long. Maybe we'd been there two years. Um, and would you be up for, uh, you know, um, Sharing uh, your your driveway with us so that mm-hmm. we have like you know we put the table down in the middle oh, across the um the barrier and then mm-hmm. uh, everyone come together, and she was like yeah yeah no bother yeah whatever Sam yeah it sounds good yeah what street feast what um so um I was like yeah like, like we'll just we'll just wing it and uh, hopefully we'll so invite invites all out the day before street feast um uh, a a builder's truck turned up and unloaded um like a huge pile of concrete blocks all the way <laughs> wow. down. <laughs> the the the, the back the the line the wall like okay and i was like i i just i just leave it i just left it there and then later on that evening so this is the night before street feast i went around to bernie i was like bernie how's it going um are you all set for street feast it's like yeah 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 street feast great yeah whatever and i was like what are you what's going on with the blocks it's like oh yeah listen um we uh I I'm building a wall. We're building a wall tomorrow. Oh, Iron Jesus curtain Christa. falls. <laughs> she, she was building the wall on the day of street feast between us. Oh my god! And she's like, "Oh, oh listen, god, Sam. I know. Ace. I know we've got a street feast tomorrow, but like, I just couldn't get them any other day. So, um, but like, it'd be grand, wouldn't it?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it was such a beautiful metaphor. It was like, yeah, "Okay, yeah. right. Well, maybe and, uh, maybe you could have got the chance yeah, yeah. to actually build a wall for her. Like that would have been." I awesome. was, it was around the same time. <laughs> it was the same time that Trump was building the wall uh, across the border. And I just felt like I was, um, it was a kind of, it's a beautiful uh, similarity. Anyway, we ended up, um, (laughs) Bernie came over. (laughs) I I just ended up um, moving it to another driveway. uh, And I said, Bernie, listen, we'll we'll just, um, you come over when you're done with the wall and we'll have a (laughs) chat." And um, anyway, she was like, like, she was a bit cold. Um, so I got her a hot water bottle, and um, and we we uh, we had the chat late into the night. Um, what, what I find really lovely about that particular street Feast, my memories of that one was that we just brought things out like a um, a floor-standing lamp and yeah. um, a couch and uh, a couple of water bottles because it was hot, it was cold that, that evening. Yeah. So it was like you were sitting in in the living room, but you oh, had yeah. uh, all your neighbors, a good few of the older neighbors from 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 Fatima, uh, Rialto. Sure um sitting there and it was just really special but it was just like I was just funny it was like the wall got built everyone got the food and uh, no, no more was said about the wall <laughs> uh, well, maybe um, the wall
0: would get knocked in years you can have another street feast to knock the wall in years to come
2: yeah exactly yeah but yeah no like just in terms of um that kind of transformation or that that impact like i, I yeah i have heard those stories it, it's been really really special to be a part of this um and what what you find is that um the what you find is people like uh, Jolene's on, i think on a different time scale to ourselves. i think that's what's going on yeah <laughs> um the um like if people were sick um what you found um like i just remember this woman from Ashbourne who had who had only moved in a few weeks beforehand um maybe like 3 weeks before hearing about street feast and was like listen that sounds really good and now she just basically checked in a few neighbors said, listen, I know I've only moved in, but like, do you think, have you do you guys do this kind of stuff? And they were like, no, but sure, we will give it a shot? And, um, they, they tried they trialed it out, had a small street feast. And a few weeks later, she actually went into hospital, um, for something unplanned. And, um, all the neighbors showed up and, and came to the hospital and wow. basically, uh, checked in on her for the whole time she was in the hospital. And then as soon as she was out, she, um, they kind of started having cheese and wine nights. And then other kind of, like the community garden came out of that and other projects came out of that but it was all started from just this like you know most people would go jesus i've only moved in three weeks ago i, I am definitely not going to be that person to knock on someone's door and start this because like I'm, i'll step on toes i'll do it uh, but actually it, it just shows that actually so people are just waiting for that little some people are just waiting for uh, um someone else to instigate it and um yeah. i think it's you know yes you've got to be sensitive to what other people have, you might come across people who are um, a bit grumpy and who don't expect, uh, who don't want this to happen. Um, but I, I believe in the power of that a lot of people really do want this to happen, or at least they'll appreciate it once they try it out. And that's generally the thing with with uh, humans is they once they've tried it, they go, yeah, that was actually not too bad.
0: Yeah, and somebody. So sorry, just to cut in here, but we had some technical issues, which actually were kind of funny for myself and Sam, but Jolene's connection kind of went... Oh,
1: uh, sorry, and, can you actually hear me?
0: And basically her laugh just went on repeat and she just kept laughing through the recording. So Jolene went on mute and um, she's messaging into me. So sometimes I'll be reading out some of her questions. Okay, well, the the question that's come in here is how can I find out if there is a street feast that I can join in my neighborhood because I want to meet Bernie and all the rest of the neighbors. So can you find out if there's one happening locally?
2: Yeah, great. So, um, yeah, so basically on our website, you can actually find out where your nearest Street Feast is. So, like Ireland's pretty big. So the chances are that there might be one in your village or locality, but there might not be one on your road. So, but you might find, or you might have seen a poster and you'd be wondering what what, what is that? You can go on the website and you can search uh for your town see if there's one there but there's also a map so you can kind of find your your closest street feast um and then it's also worth just like emailing us and seeing hey has there been any interest from Carrigaline? um because uh, i'm really keen on doing one but i don't think i can pull it off my own and i don't know any of my neighbors so um if you cut if you've if you have any interest from anyone in Carrigaline, just please put me in touch that kind of email really helps because then we can just keep you in the loop with whatever's going on there Okay, so you can kind of combine people together and and keep an eye on on
0: on the areas. That's that's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, can I ask you some personal questions? <laughs> <laughs> the reason what? the reason being is that Sam, I I, th- I, I Sam, I think I met you like uh, maybe twelve years ago or something like this. Okay. Yeah. And I think you and I have a lot in common. Okay. Yeah. Where which is. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with Joey? <laughs> okay, so the reason is, I reckon I met, I met you about 12 years ago. And I, I, okay, so I felt like we had quite a lot in common. And what I basically mean by that is that I think most of the things I've ever done have been, come from um, an idea of like, this should probably happen, but it's not really, there isn't a framework for how it should happen. So it tends to be a lot of like trying to convince people that this theoretical thing can actually be a practical thing. Um, and then trying to put those pieces together. Can you just talk a little bit about the other stuff that you've done? Because there, there is a thread through what you do. I have no idea about the thread through what I do. I feel mine is much more schizophrenic. Everything that I've ever done than you. you. For for me, you have an an arch around all the different things that you do. So so, what do you do? You have the festival, for example.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, I I think uh, I you're like I think you've just explained. You've kind of described yourself there as being like not sure where the thread is. I I also feel the same there.
0: This is what I was. This is exactly what I was going to get into, which is like I think I see your thread perfectly, but I feel like mine is a disaster. Maybe you see mine and you can tell me, but for me, you operated under gatherings.
2: Yeah. Do you still do?
0: Okay. What was um, gatherings?
2: It was happenings. I think uh, happenings. Sorry, yes, happenings. Um. So, and I think that there's maybe this kind of uh, maybe maybe there's a whole group of people or a type of person who we can go and find Jack and we'll have all these brothers and sisters who are like us um, yeah, and yeah that then, would be great and then we have this therapy session where the <laughs> other people tell us the thread and then we follow them and they just keep kind of helping us to follow that thread anyway um, I will try and explain a little bit what I've been doing over the last 10 years 12 years um, but and i'm trying to figure out which way i go i suppose um the what maybe what brings me back into a common place is um communities of place communities uh, as opposed to communities of interest i am really interested in communities of place like um and bringing people together in one space which was difficult over the last two years so um that's really but a, a challenging aspect to uh, what i do um the the um, project that I suppose really was most inspiring for me and, and galvanizing for a lot of people was a project called um, Grammy Park, mm-hmm. which was a, um, a temporary park that we built um, in city centre of Dublin in 2013, and that was um, I suppose an amalgamation of <laughs> bringing street feast and um, open air cinema and outdoor like trade um exchange school like um and cafes bringing lots of different aspects of what we were interested in as a collective together into a um, a vacant site it was um by a collective called upstart which we had started a few years before um which where we were just really interested in bringing art into public space and art in a very vague term being um kind of just any kind of artistic practice or anything that was slightly different maybe um so we um we worked with um, uh, community groups to transform this site that had been designated as a housing site and, and was due to be redeveloped um, regenerated basically from social housing into new social housing um, but when the houses were when the flats were demolished uh, the city council housing program collapsed um, during the crash and so this site was lying empty um yeah. so basically we realized that we could bring art into public space there and galvanize community to, um, kind of rediscover their area. Um, I suppose one of the most powerful parts of that project was, um, we worked with the teenagers who lived on the site who would be typically Catholic kids who, um, would collect timber for bonfires. Um, Mm. and, uh, there's always be a lot of, of kind of aggression and violence around, um, bonfire collection Mm. around Halloween. Um, And they used to live on the site, but their houses had been demolished uh, and they were they were had been moved off to other locations generally nearby. Um, And then we thought about, well, who else uh, is really good at building um, uh, with pallets and building bonfires? And it was uh, Loyalist kids in in the north. So we brought those kids down to um, to work with the local uh, teenagers um, from the flats. Uh, We did a kind of reconciliation program for two weeks and we designed a theater with them. And then built that theater with them, uh, as the loyalist kids taught, I suppose the predominantly Catholic kids, um, how to build with pallets, um, and then they all basically performed their basically reconciliation work and their songs and theater on the stage, and it, and it was, um, and then I suppose the community was then able to use that stage as a as a as a performance space, uh, as a gathering space. So yeah, we had the theater, we had. Um, the uh, like a trade school where people exchanged skills. Um, it was kind of mad. It was like where you could people put up loads of sco- of um, courses uh, on webs on our website. Um, could have been like uh, making sourdough bread or uh, how to do basic composting or um, how to um, whittle a spoon. And um, the uh, the exchange was that the person who was teaching the class could request a few items for exchange so they could say hey i'd love um lunch and i'd love Mm -hmm. a um uh i don't know a a flower and i'd like um maybe uh any spare um lewis ticket (laughs) i don't know Mm -hmm. but those kinds of things and um they put that up on the website and then people could pledge what they would give in exchange for a class um so it just was really um Uh, another way of of exchange of introducing people to each other um the cafe was obviously really powerful for that too so that was kind of an example of another uh, i suppose grammy park in in its host i better wrap up about grammy park but that that um the power of like volunteerism in in space was like in a in a vacant site was super powerful and it kind of made me really realize that um you can achieve a lot when you get people together and when you have a strong vision. Um,
0: so would you say that that was your first time kind of having this theoretical idea and trying to putting it into practice and then it kind of grew legs and got a little bit bigger and you were, you were kind of, this is the impression I'm getting anyways, that you were kind of like, Whoa, okay. Learned something here.
2: Yeah. I think it was, it, we realized like we hadn't started um, the festival yet. We had done uh, happenings was very small at that point, which is the open air cinemas and open air events company uh-huh so um it we realized first of all that yeah if you get a, a big team together we had 500 volunteers for that park so yeah, it was nuts. uh so we we also developed skills in terms of and we developed trust with the county council um and with um a whole rake of stakeholders um and and those kinds of uh understanding how you deal with let's say authorities with um kind of uh forums and event planning and guardee um that was, there was a lot of learning in that, you know? Um, yeah. and that enabled us to, I, or emboldened us to go, well, listen, if that was okay, then let's try other things. But I suppose the other ways that we um, tested that was, um, for street Feast. when we were first launching street Feast, we were like, well, how are we going to get the word out there? So we just did these flash mob street feasts. Have mm-hmm. you heard, have you, how, when was the last time you heard about the word flash mob? Um, <laughs> anyway, it, back then it was actually the thing to be doing. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we, we would do like street feast on Millennium Bridge. It was generally in Dublin, but we did it a couple of times in Cork um, where we just show up and uh, we'd tell people over social media where we were going to be. And mm. it, it was like, um, it was really uh, inspiring for people to just come along and find this feast on a bridge or at the Millennium um, Spire or wherever it was. Um, but we were kind of approaching it with this idea that uh, we wouldn't, um, if we tried to uh, ask for permission to do this, we probably wouldn't get permission because it would take us like three months to get it over the line. Uh, they would be asking for like authorities for, I suppose, you know, for the reasons that they have, they have to have, let's say, insurances in place and protections and they have to have, you know, uh, all emergency services need to know about the plan. Whereas if you kind of go ahead with something and then you just ask for permission for forgiveness rather than for permission, you find that um, people generally go, listen, you're grand. It was only just a picnic. So uh, we Mm -hmm. had to kind of start that way um, for some of our smaller events. Um, And so um, it it gave gave us that kind of insight into, right, well, (laughs) first of all, you can get away with some things, but some things you can't. And so building a park or running, like say large scale cinema, you really have to get the buy-in from local authorities. And that was when we started to grow up a bit and going, right, okay, so how are we we going to start to build those relationships with with stakeholders? So a lot of the work over the last few years has been about how do you um, build that partnership between local business, local authority, community, um, to making like, I suppose, your area, your town, your village into a better place. Uh, Mm. Realizing the vision that let's say, local residents have, but with the resources that lo- local authorities and local business uh, might have.
0: That's a nice, really, really nice way of putting it. And, and I have to say, my experience of doing particularly public space type events <clears throat> has actually been very positive towards things like councils, Gardie, Fire, um, Red Cross, like anything that you have to engage with, I find to be... Uh, very open-minded, very happy to explore where the gaps can be, because ultimately, what we're trying to do is create spontaneity in a system that is obviously health and safety constricted. So, how do you work on keeping it accessible and fun and exciting, uh, while also ticking all the boxes? I actually have to say that I, and I'm, I'm really, I, I say it quite a bit if I'm ever asked that local councils are open to you coming through the door and saying things, and the guardi are super happy to have events happening. And the general impression is that they're not. The idea is, oh, they'll never listen to you, or they'll never, it's really not the case. And there are, of course, instances, and there are individuals, and it sometimes takes going in in a few different ways, finding someone you know who works in one department, introduce you, uh, but you'll always find that you just ring in, you find one connection, you speak inside, and someone in there says, the person you need to speak to is. They give you the name of that person, and you meet that person, you realize you're the person that makes it happen local businesses, I found a little bit more difficult.
2: Mm, yeah. That's
0: something that I've always struggled with is trying to convince local businesses this is a benefit to you, even if it doesn't go into your till on the day. And I understand they're paying rates and rents and, you know, different things, but I have found that to be more, the more difficult side of it, let's say, than than the official kind of council related stuff.
2: Yeah. I think just to come back to your point there about the councils, um, the... The, it's there, like the. I suppose there is a keyholder generally. There's someone who has, mm-hmm. let's say, the the opportunity for you, and you've got to mm-hmm. try and find that person. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what, what one thing though that I do should probably say is that um, we, we when we say running a street feast, it doesn't have to be on a street, and um, mm-hmm. uh, we we would we love to see when people close a road and remove cars because that's really a powerful statement as well as yeah. a. a a public space that really should have less cars on it and more people. Yes. Um, however, if you, um, the local authorities haven't really got a, a very good system for closing a road for sure. um, easily. The the only real system that you have is like the, a, a standardized system, which is for kind of when you do, let's say roadworks, or when you are doing a major, film shoot let's say by hollywood so you you are you're kind of shoehorned into this um system which requires eight weeks notice and requires all the various insurances and event plans and risk assessments and that kind of stuff and that can be um very intimidating and uh overwhelming and um if you end up down that route then it just takes all the fun out of running a street feast so Mm. the way that we've have discussed like i'm still working on how do we change that and how do we bring in a um an easier system for street feasts or for playful streets to mm. uh, run, let's say, temporary events mm. on the road. But meanwhile, what we find is the easiest way of doing it um, is to go to your local guard station and just say, and the community guard and just say, "Listen, we're thinking of closing this road for like a couple of hours. um Would you mind dropping down a couple of cones and would you just uh, keep an eye on us?" Uh, is that okay? And generally they'll be like, yeah, sound, that's great. Uh, some would even say, listen, don't bother telling the, the council. And the council as well would also probably say, listen, don't tell us <laughs> because it'll just involve all this bureaucracy. So, and I, and that's funny. Like it's, it's kind of a mass si- situation because they're also the funder of street feast. Like they actually fund yeah. the, the, the project and yet yeah. they, they, they're kind of hamstrung by their, their, uh, th- the bureaucracy and, um, the kind of the system that they have. So um, I really find them very useful in some ways, but sometimes um, the the system says no can get in the yeah. way of it. Uh, and if you have, let's say, if you just want to run a picnic in public space, then you got to keep remembering that's all I'm doing. I'm just doing a picnic in public space. Let's keep this simple. If there's a block, yes. let's find a way around it rather than try and keep knocking down that blockage.
0: Yeah, that's 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 really nice. Jolene's also saying here that she's done the same thing as well and that you can ask the council to collect the rubbish and they generally will.
2: Brilliant. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, you've got to remember that local authorities have loads of resources. They might yeah. even have picnic benches sitting in a container or uh, like yeah. snakes and ladders, um, big, you know, the kind of yard games um, or, you know, they just have these like or or bins. They would probably have ring bins for you. So hmm. you can just give them a shout see what they have. Either the events team or the community team, they'll drop them down even um mm. you know they're, they're in some ways we've got to remember that they're facilitators of mm. um of, of community uh, sometimes sometimes we just have to remind them of that <laughs>
1: So one of the things that we really wanted to talk to Sam about was Neighbourhood Network, which is an organisation that he's put together and encompasses a lot of the different things that Sam was doing and still very much is. Now, after listening to this conversation, you've probably realised, yeah, this guy does a huge amount of stuff and most of it is volunteering based. And, you know, that comes from genuine passion. And I think I can probably speak for you too, Jack, because... I do it and I'm sure you do too. When something is good and it's right and, you know, you want to get it off the ground, you just put the head down and you do it. And and it's amazing and you gain so much from it, like personally, but also the joy you get when you see other people doing it. And, you know, you'll push on, you'll do a second year, maybe you'll do a third year, but then, you know, it becomes a little bit harder and you're you're pushing it, you're pushing your resources. So what I'm trying to say here. It's really hard to keep these type of projects going, no matter what, no matter how much good comes from them, you kind of have to make a living from it. And I always admire Sam so much for his persistence in managing to bring these projects that he does into something that is more sustainable. So he's going to tell us here about that and the Neighbourhood Network, which is this organisation he's put together, which now gives him the ability to, let's say, have people who work with him and he can have a team and he can continue doing these projects and how he's managed to make some sort of an income out of this.
0: Street Feast obviously came around as an idea that germinated and evolved within itself, but it, it came from you uh, originally or from a group? Was it was it kind of your, did you in, in instigate it or?
2: Uh, listen, I think it was a, uh, well, first of all, you know, we've been, Eating together for years, for centuries, so um, I I think that the name I think was coined between a, a couple of us over a beer. But um, there was five of us initially who were who, who founded the project, and then everyone else decided to have uh, babies or other priorities. And so I ended up like lumped with it for years. <laughs> now you have um, babies
0: and other priorities, and now I have that I I, with and, it.
2: <laughs> and now it's sitting on me, and I'm like, oh god, it's bigger than I. I can't really just not do it because yeah. I feel still it still has merit and wor- it's worth doing well, i suppose that, merits, that leads yeah. me into jack that um i so um i kind of ran it as like just I, as a i was a sole trader i just ran it um yeah. basically losing money on it most years uh yeah. just kind of as a voluntary thing yeah. up until uh, right 2015 um and then i realized i couldn't keep doing that and started um shaping it into an organization um and so we incorporated it um appointed a board um and started to appoint staff um hire staff to um and and I suppose the real reason for that is because we were we realized that there was more work to be done that people kept coming to us and saying, oh like you know street piece is great, but we have this idea to do this. How do we do that or yeah. um what do we do next um or uh, can you help us with, with this and and we also realized that there was this need all year round for um, kind of checking in with people and helping them get to the next stage with their neighbors. So we, we founded a, we kind of changed the name. We, we So street feast is like the day and neighborhood yeah. network is the name of the organization, which kind of runs street feast. Um, and so neighborhood network runs a bunch of different projects year round uh, with the, I suppose the main goal is to build empathy and connection uh, between people who live near each other. Yes. Um and so the work goes from, let's say, national campaigns like Street Feast, right the way down to working on at ground level. Um, so, for example, we, we work right now, for example, this weekend, I'll be um, in six estates, um, generally around Dublin. It's with one developer who's kind of sponsored this particular project. It's called Home Together, mm-hmm. uh, where we work with residents for three years from when they receive their, their, their keys to their house um, right the way through to building a culture of, I suppose, just like looking out for each other, of running a few events throughout the year, of um, maybe people would might share keys because they might be, um, you know, if they're out, they might need their cat fed or uh, they might borrow their llama or whatever it is. But like little things of neighborliness, uh, of sharing, um, that's the kind of stuff that we're instigating in, in these estates. So that's kind of where Street Feast has gone to now, where we are working... With specific communities, to um, bring them from a, I suppose a, uh, a starting point where they ha- they didn't know anybody, um, to where they hopefully know a bunch of people. They've spent some events together, and they are at least they've gone from just nodding to chatting.
0: Okay, so neighborhood network is an empathy agency.
2: <laughs> yeah, there? You go.
0: <laughs> am I am I getting it? And yeah. you guys will work with a commercial entity for instance this one you just mentioned who is a developer or with councils so you'll try and look for sources of funding to engage with different projects and and my guess is some of them you concept yourselves and you go hunting out for it and some of them kind of get planted on your door
2: exactly yeah we find a a real interest in um you know i went to developer and said listen um uh so so karen holmes is the developer they're working with but um we, we, we discussed like, well, you know, developers have just, they might've built a an estate. They built, um, you know, what you could call it as a community, but really, is it a community yet? Um, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a collection of houses. And so um, there's work to be done once everyone gets their keys to turning that kind of estate into a community or a neighborhood. Um, I don't know what that, what, what is that level? What's that kind of stage in which you, you turn into a neighborhood <laughs> or a community? Um but
0: undefined like a state of mind <laughs> state of mind rather than a physical
2: yeah and it's state, different for everybody but um i'm just really interested in uh like how, how, why does that community click how did why did jack's street feast really work what was what were the elements that made um your neighbor go from being someone who didn't trust you or didn't appreciate your your van's presence <laughs> to yeah. um being really open and really interested in in supporting this uh, initiative um and and it's like okay so what are the, how do we how do we encourage more of that how do we make yeah. that uh, become because otherwise you have you could have these people who just have got like maybe hurt in the past or might have got pissed off for whatever reason and it never shifts that, that, that <laughs> the change doesn't happen and yet it's yeah. like life's too short for these kind of um, relationships and interactions we've got to like move beyond that
0: um, Yeah but I don't know if you've heard this but some people are saying that the whole invasion of Ukraine is on the back of the fact that Putin locked himself away for two years terrified of Covid and the result of locking himself away was this agrophobic sense of misplaced aggression and nationalism that boiled into wow. you know and, and of course that's not the answer to what's happening but you know this is a, a suggestion that's been put forward and it feels very much to me in my experience of street feast that this woman spent a little bit too much time on her own because of her age and the fact that she was retired um and the people around her who had the potential to be a support and pleasurable thing in her life she actually just misplaced it as, as people that she should be angry with you know um yeah i, I don't know do you have a psychologist in your Neighbourhood, neighbourhood network.
2: No, uh, if there's anyone out there who'd like to give us <laughs> some advice on that, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to meet you. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a good suggestion, Jack. Like the what, how has COVID really impacted um, uh, communities in the last two years? I suppose what, as you start, start you kind of suggested at the start is that uh, people have got to know each other a bit more. I think um, we were restricted to five kilometres, two kilometres. We we couldn't go anywhere. We we kind of started realising, well, actually. Uh, the people who live right beside us have these great skills or they have, um, I've got to rely on the people nearby. Um, And so there was a huge groundswell at the very start towards community. And uh, I'd like to think that like the various community groups out there who've been working tirelessly for years, and I want to put Street Feast into that category as well. All of our work over the last decade, hopefully went some way to helping those um, networks get started really quickly that the response was because we're really good in Ireland at like, um, starting community initiatives. Um, and, and so, um, I suppose following on from that, there was a little bit of a, um, you know, as with everything, you kind of lose energy or you, or people move, go back to, let's say, they're more interested in going on holidays now or, or getting out yeah. and finding, uh, catching up with their friends who've moved away. Um, so there's a little bit of, uh, kind of, okay, so what do I need to, do I still need to invest in my community? And I suppose I'd just mm. argue that there's still that, I suppose, um, for all those people who may be going off and doing things uh, outside the community, there's still a lot of people who, who will value that. Um, and I, I suppose we have to think about the fact that a lot of people are living, are working from home still. Yeah. Um, they're, they're working maybe only 20 meters away from somebody else who's potentially working in a quite a similar career. And uh, what that's kind of some of the questions I'm exploring now. Is like, well, how do we introduce those people? How do we, you know, they're they're missing out on that their social time in work. So, how do we bring in that social aspect of work, but in a in their home?
0: Yeah, with with a very kind of, and it's important to say it too, a a a, a very limited and and um personal level of commitment that doesn't require overcommitment. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the, to engage in the different work that you do or in any of these types of things. It, it's not, it's not about creating a list of jobs for yourself that you're going to be like swamped by being the pillar of the community. It's a very, very small amount of input that, that has a very, very strong output. Mm. And and we had, I'll give you one more example, but where I live now is in a condominium, which is quite a common way of living in, in Europe, which is basically their apartments, but there is only six of them. And you share a, a stairwell and you share a little courtyard at the back and you share a little room each underneath in like a basement. Um, and the electricity of the building is kind of just split in six. So like all the services are reduced. It, it's it's easier basically to cool it in the summer and it's easier to heat it in the winter. So it's a much more cost effective way of living. And our condominium is um, a little bit like a retirement home. So we're a young couple with two kids and everybody else is between 75 and 95 and uh during covid uh not so much during the initial part of covid because you know they were just so scared and we also didn't know so we almost felt like we were actually a risk to them but in the after part of it there was the dropping of stuff to doors and the different and you know these were people that speak a different language to me i didn't speak italian at the time so i was a little bit slower to be able to reach out and help as well but as it kind of went on and now and you're saying like as the dust has settled and we've moved past it is are all those things kind of embedded in are they holding place are we are we have we got a new normal in terms of how we view community or have we sprung back to where we were i definitely feel from my experience there's a new normal i still see them they they call to the door i mean none of them had been inside our apartment before covid happened now they've all been in our apartment and they still continue to come and visit us ada goes across the way to a a very elderly lady who lives on her own uh, once a week, spends an hour or two with her looking at old pictures and different things like this unfortunately one of our neighbours had his house broken into and he was completely shook and he had the confidence to come to us and say guys I I, I don't know what to do, my house has been broken into so we just immediately ran upstairs, put all his clothes back in the, you know, we just got rid of that feeling of thief and, and fed him and, and they had a drink and stuff, I really don't think he would have had the confidence of doing that before the last two years that we've had so I guess from from my experience, I feel like the work that you're investing your time into doing has been hugely influential to a lot of people. And like I'm speaking completely from experience, Street Feast was hugely influential to me, and I know loads of people who feel the same way. And now the sounds of this neighbourhood network is a way of you kind of formalising and making it realistic to say, well, look, I, I you know I have to actually have a job, and I need a team of people to like if this is going to work, it can't just be me being passionate working away here in the evenings and. Plowing loads of effort and love and sometimes money into these things so i think it's it's really inspiring and um jolene has asked a question here asking do you have um uh any heroes she said the work you're doing is really heroic have you any people that you inspire that you are inspired by
2: oh gosh um uh thanks jolene that's a, a really difficult question <laughs> i um
0: we're gonna finish with that one maybe i,
2: I um thinking about now i um well first okay i know this sounds a bit of a lame lame duck excuse but like i i do get really inspired by the people who actually do it so the people who go out and they tell they give me feedback they tell me about what they've done and and it's like you know everyone has their battle to to make it happen so i i get really i get really inspired and like um emotional when i hear the stories um from who's like i suppose when it comes to um, kind of doing new stuff. I'm really inspired by um, uh, Common Knowledge, which is a, a, f- a friend. Friends have set up a, um, a a kind of DIY school over in County Clare, um, and it's just kicking off of the last year or so. But it's really, really impressive. And I'm really inspired by what they're doing because they're basically giving skills to all ages, all levels of uh, um, on how to really taking away the mystery of building uh, a house and turning it into something which is uh, achievable. So hmm. Harrison Gardner and his crew have, have um, he's written a book um, which kind of lays out building a little bit like a cookbook. Um, but it's, for me, it's one of the most inspiring things I've come across. There you go. There's, oh, you've got the book right there. <laughs> it's on my desk right here. Totally. I, I just, yeah. I just find it um, that uh, if we can give people the skills and the inspiration to go and do things for themselves, and, um, I, I just love seeing that. and I feel that um, in, in some small way, I hope that what we do with, with Street pieces, is a little bit of that, is like kind of trying to give people those skills of um, the skills to kind of just knock on someone's door uh, and to strike mm. up a conversation, which mm. some of us, like you don't really have that challenge, Jack, but mm. <laughs> some people do, that don't like, you know, uh, um, especially as we move further further into, let's say, texting and WhatsApping, people don't mm. have that com- comf- confidence to talk to people over the phone or to on the street. Uh, And I'd love to see those skills come back. Um, so yeah, so, so people who are providing skills to other people, I I, I'm always inspired by, um, and, uh, and then again, that comes back to the people who are kind of innovating in, in social, in, 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 in community and in social ways. So I think about, um, the people in, let's say Dublin and Cork who, um, who are doing a lot of really cool things. Um, uh, what's that thing that's going on, Jack, right now in Cork? Um, the kind of, in some ways, it sounds a little bit like Grammy Park. It was a, a test space, I think it's called, or something like that. But it's a um, it's a really impressive kind of um, experimental site where they are doing a lot of um, uh, workshops and um, building and uh, architecture. And... Um, and I I just love things like that where people are pushing the boundaries, where they're trying new things, um, a little bit like the um, you know what the family do with food, um, what what you're doing with neighbor food, like testing things out, pushing things forward. Um, I really am inspired by that.
0: That's bench space, by the way, in Cork. I didn't know about this. I mean, I hate to admit it, but I'm I'm an immigrant now. Um, <laughs> I'm out of the loop. But Jolene has just put it in there that it's bench space.
2: Oh, great. Thank you. Okay.
0: Yeah. um sam i think we should we should cut it off we've taken you, you, you for an hour now and i know that i can hear your your little boy screaming in the background oh, as well um, sorry about that <laughs> no not at all you just can't hear mine because i'm locked in the closet but they are also <laughs> screaming um this was amazing sam i was super excited to chat to you because i knew it would be nice it was always nice to speak to you on Aww. the phone over the last couple of years and everything so i yeah. hope to see you soon
2: well thank you so much for the like your contributions and your belief in it because i'm always like kind of writing to you going hey jack what do you think and uh you know you're always just like yes yes and that's the kind of people that i love to meet up with and to work with is like the the yes people so um thank you so much for inviting me on and for uh believing in the project that we continue to do
0: cool and i want to say one last thing i will do a street feast this year come on it w- it'll be in italy great we've just bought a new house and it's 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 out in a very small community that's about I think the whole population of the whole area is 500. But like, if we're being realistic, the village is probably 250 to two, 280 or something like that. So right. I have to figure out the politics because I don't want to be that person who lands in in the first two weeks and is like, we're doing this thing now. And they're all like, come here now, hold hold your horses there, Irish lad, you know? But yeah. I will do something on the 26th. So I will send you some pictures.
2: Amazing, lovely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. And that's... I won't
0: ask you to send me a pack. Well, <laughs> <I>, uh... <laughs> listen, I'll listen,
2: yeah you just need a, a bit of color a bit of food
0: the, the postage digitally will kill you also if you sent it now it wouldn't arrive for about three months so
2: yeah 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 <laughs> oh well good good luck with it hey that's inspiring me to go and do what like to kind of get get out there on with my little community uh, i'm in a, i'm in a rural area up a, up a hill now um, mm. and uh need to get them on board so you got to do your you got to do your own one, even if you're running the national one. You got to do some...
0: exactly. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was yeah, one of my sorry. questions I was going to ask you, but you said it. You said it already. Was like, what do you do for your street feast?
2: <laughs> well, I try and avoid people who are going to build walls between us. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> See you, Sam. Thank you so much.
2: See you, Jack. Thanks. See you soon. See you. Bye, bye. Bye.
0: So there's not much more to say. Thank you so much to Sam because he is a super busy guy, and as you may have heard. It's got a little 18-month-old running around the place as well. So to carve out an hour for us, we're super grateful.
1: Absolutely super grateful we are. Thank you so much, Sam. So I would say jump onto the Street Feast website. Check out to see if there's one near you that you can join. Learn a little bit more about it. Maybe even try and initiate one yourself in your community. And absolutely firsthand, I would totally recommend it. It's a really, really, really fun thing to do. Okay, until next week, we'll see ya. We'll see you soon.